0: welcome to whiskey and wonder all right guys hi guys it's been a minute it has it's been exactly two weeks
1: yeah yeah
0: and i will take credit for that (laughs) yay uh for anybody that doesn't know um A combination of things happened last week. Um, I was on call, and so Megan and I actually got together on Friday to record the episode, or at least to attempt to record an episode. Uh, That way, if we got interrupted, we could do it over on Sunday or do the back half on Sunday and splice it together. As Murphy's Law would have it. Before we even got started recording on Friday, yep. I got called. Yep. Uh, hey, we need na- you in right now. So. Yeah, exactly. Naturally, you know, Friday, five o'clock raining, something was bound to happen. Um, So we didn't get to record anything on Friday. Then Murphy, that bastard. Kicked just, you in the balls. Just Yeah, kicked <laughs> me in the balls, took a dump on me and spat in my eye all at the same time. And I woke up on Saturday uh, with pain in my right side and come to find out I had appendicitis. And so I had to have surgery Saturday, late Saturday afternoon, early evening to have my appendix removed. And so I have been, by the time Sunday rolled around, I was off call because I was loopy as hell. <laughs> yeah. And I don't really remember Saturday evening or Sunday. Um, and obviously I couldn't drink. And I couldn't do the podcast. Yeah. So we had to postpone one.
1: Yep. So we took a week off uh, as Tyler got better. Um, It was a little terrifying. I was at work at my day job when you called me, and it was weird. Like, I I called you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You called me.
0: Oh. I didn't even remember calling. I thought I just texted everybody.
1: Nope. You called me and said, Hey, I'm going into emergency surgery and i was like what the fuck do you mean <laughs> so
0: yeah well fortunately i got it before it burst
1: yes which is thank which God. is good anybody
0: if you're ever out there you get uh if your appendix bursts on you it can kill you um and if you have any pain in your right side any kind of gassy pain it feels like in your stomach your belly um those are serious signs of it so don't i'm i am take this from somebody who hates going to the doctor and I am the last person that will ever go to the doctor. If it's something like that, go ahead and it's worth going to the doctor because I mean, don't fuck around. Yeah, that's not something you want to play with. Don't find out. So anyway, I'm here. I'm 10 pounds lighter. It was a big fucking appendix. <laughs> um, I'm here. Megan's here. Uh, yeah. I'm good. Uh, thanks everybody for the well wishes. I really appreciate it. I've been kind of Uh, quiet on social media just because I've been trying to recuperate and frankly, nothing's been going on. I've been sitting in a chair watching TV for most of last week. So I mean, can't really post too terribly much about that. There's only so much
1: you've been healing.
0: Yep. Um, but I'm good. I went back to one of my, I worked from home last week for two days, uh, just doing computer work my regular job and then I went back to the bar um, yesterday last night and I'm on light duty there so things are getting back to normal and I'm I'm basically pain free uh, I feel like I've done a million sit ups in the past two days because my abs are very very muscly sore um, but my incisions and my innards are no longer sore so um, with all that being said the website is up. Check us out, whiskeyandwonder.com. Uh, on there, you can find stickers under our shop tab or uh, whatever it's called. I don't remember exactly. Pretty
1: sure it's called shop.
0: Is it shop? Yep, it's shop. Under the shop tab, you can find stickers there. Three dollars. Uh, we have a couple left. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the glasses.
1: We finally got the glasses.
0: Megan's gonna have to send them because I'm I can't lift. Yeah. the boxes at the moment uh, but I don't know if anybody on YouTube can see this without it's, the glare from the screen I'm trying to get the logo on the side there
1: do you have a black piece of paper you can put in front of it or uh, black something
0: yeah let me try that
1: no <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, Yep, that no. was genius I just shoved it between the <laughs> and now uh, it's getting the reflection of the of oh, the computer that's screen a little better, yeah, there you go. You can kind of see it there, <laughs> anyway, they're in stock. We'll get a picture up on the social media. We'll get one up on the um website under hopefully under the shop tab. Now, yep. if I can get this fixed, there we go. Um, so those we are we have them now. we only had two break in um. Transit. Transit, yep. Yeah, so
1: not bad considering.
0: Yeah, that overall not that bad. Uh so pricing on those is gonna be uh eight dollars for one, fifteen for two, twenty for three, and twenty-five for four, plus shipping slash pickup if you are local. Um in addition, Patreon's live. I think we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um to where uh, you can donate to $1, 5 or $10 tiers at the moment. And in addition to that, our Amazon affiliate link is live. And I want to thank everybody that's using that. Yes, we have, that's awesome. We have earned a decent little amount off of that. Uh, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. And uh, to whoever bought the printer, the printer... Uh shout out to you because that was by far the biggest amount we've earned. Um so thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you, printer person.
0: Yes. Uh, I can't see who buys what. All I can see is what's bought. So um uh, my camera's being wonky again.
1: You broke it. Oh it.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm trying to that's kinda why I was spacing in and out there for a little bit. There we go. All right. Um so um on that Oh, no, I'm sorry. We have one more announcement. We do? Yes, we do. Um, and this one's a little uh, frustrating in at the moment. Um, so we had two new drops that we've been using on the last couple episodes. The uh, Wonder segment and Trivia with Tyler. Uh, unfortunately, YouTube is being assholes and telling us we have copyright claims for the new drops. Uh, which I don't really understand because we have a subscription. It's related to the music in them. And we have a subscription that gives us the right to use the music. So I'm not entirely sure why we're having that issue, but it's been on two episodes now. Um, So we're going to, we're going to pause using those until we get that sorted out. Yep. Hopefully they'll be back very, very soon. Um. And with that, you can find us at all the places uh, on the screen if you're checking out YouTube. If not, you can see all the places in the show notes description. Um, The main ones are whiskeyandwonder.com, YouTube, Whiskey and Wonder, and Instagram is at whiskeypodcast. Um, If you want to email us, contact at whiskeyandwonder.com. And all the rest you can see right on down in the uh in the show notes there um, and now I will turn it over to megan okay uh to talk about the donations we have received
1: yes, um so we have received um a few donations um so thank you for those of you who sent them out. Uh, I would like to thank friend Angie for getting us a bottle of scotch, a really nice bottle of scotch that we will be reviewing uh, in three or four episodes time. We're going to get through the Flaviar uh, subscription first, and then we're going to bust open that scotch. So I'm really excited for it.
0: Do we? I'm going to put it on the website, so we might as well go ahead and show it off. And yeah. Tell them what it is. Yeah, it is the Glenlivet single malt Scotch, aged fifteen years. So, I am excited. French oak reserved. Yeah, selectively I'm... finished in. It looks like it should be limousine, but it doesn't have the e, so Limusin oak. <laughs> To give a perfect nutty spiciness to the fruity Glenlivet style. I'm excited for this.
1: I'm too. I think it's going to be delicious. Um, Friend Angie thinks it's a scotch we will actually like.
0: so We appreciate that so much. Thank you, friend Angie.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you to everybody who's donated through Patreon and PayPal. There are links to those on the homepage of the website. Um, and yes, you, you guys can are also, amazing. yes, absolutely. You can also just send us money. Uh, uh, the PayPal is in the show notes, as I mentioned earlier. Um, all right. Well, I think that about covers everything. So, all right. Opening the bottle.
1: All right. Today we are drinking a single malt whiskey. From Wales. This is the Penderin Madeira Finnish. Um, I do not speak Welsh, so I don't know if I pronounced that right. But I'm going to go with Penderin Madeira Finnish. And that's what I'm sticking to. So this whiskey. I'm pulling up my notes. There we go. Penderin Distillery is a distillery located in Wales. Distilling in Wales was a lost art, but in the late 1990s in a pub in a small post-industrial Welsh Valley town, a group of friends drank and chatted about establishing the first whiskey distillery in Wales in over a century. They dreamt of creating a whiskey as pure and precious as Welsh gold, represented today by Penderin's gold seam. Thus, Penderin was born.
0: All right. Sorry, I'm a little slow on the pour today, guys. I'm uh, trying to, having to manually focus my camera here because it's being <laughs> stupid. All right. So this
1: is a house-style whiskey aged in X bourbon barrels and finished in X Wine casks to bring out its full gold character, so bottled in what was once bourbon and finished in what was once wine so I wonder if that's gonna pick it up at all It's a very pretty gold color it very is nice. it is a very
0: light gold color um man this is just this is not even a finger this time I, I don't know if I just didn't pay attention or or just misjudged it last time, but this is like I know you got a little bit more in your glass than I did just because I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to be drinking at the moment. <laughs> um well, I'm not taking any, I'm not taking any pain pills, so I am good uh for that. Yeah, I mean this is maybe maybe about a half a finger for me is what I get. So Megan probably got about two thirds of a finger.
1: Something. Yeah.
0: So I'm interested last time um, we had a Flaviar come out of this we had an oily smell out of the vial
1: oh that's right
0: don't get any kind of oily smell so maybe it was just that I believe if I my memory serves that was uh, ashtray water <laughs> so
1: <laughs> oh we're it, sorry it, Wolfburn
0: <laughs> yeah Megan sorry
1: <laughs> Tyler's not
0: no not at all. I stand by what I said. Oh, well, I just got a, <laughs> I just got a text from friend friend Shelby uh, about the podcast. <laughs> I'll I'll save that for mailbag. Okay. Um all right. So I see you're over there swirling. Yep. Obviously I've been I've not I, been.
1: I stole a couple little sniffs. Um it smells really good. Um it's very almondy. I get a lot of almond from it. Um, There's like a a toffee or a caramel maybe. Um, It makes me think of like the um, Russell Stover's Valentine's Day chocolates that you get that are filled with like an almond cream. They come in that huge multi box of like all little tiny chocolates.
0: I know what you're talking about, but I don't think I ever had an almond cream one.
1: No, well... Yeah, that's what it smells like to me. It okay. smells good, minus the chocolate. Just almond candy type smell.
0: I'm out of practice. It smells good, but I'm struggling to pinpoint whats what I'm smelling here. Um,
1: it's one of the better smelling whiskeys we've had, honestly. And that scares me a little because... Typically, if it smells really good, I'm worried it's going to taste really bad.
0: Well, I just burnt my nose hairs on that one. I think that's because I got my nose like deep in the glass. <laughs> I feel like the, the the smell is very, for me, is very mild. Maybe some sort of fruit, um, maybe citrusy. a little bit of like lemon in there. That's that's but you're right. I definitely do get the hints of like a bourbon kind of smell. I don't know. What are we supposed to be smelling on that one? Like I said, I'm so, a, a little bit out of practice.
1: So, we're supposed to be uh smelling classic freshness with aromas of cream, toffee, rich fruit and raisins and butter. Which, as soon as I read butter, I was like, "Oh, I smell that! I get that. That might be where I was getting like the the creamy ish smell."
0: Well, you said what was the first one? You said toffee, not toffee. Before that, it was like cream, cream,
1: cream toffee. Yeah,
0: cream. Yeah, I do get a, I do get a little bit of butter right on the very right, right yeah. on the very beginning. Yeah. Yep.
1: Not so sure about raisins.
0: Um, I. I definitely get some kind of fruit in there,
1: yeah, I can't pinpoint what type of fruit it is, but it's definitely there, interesting hmm.
0: all right well i'm gonna I'm gonna try some
1: all right, I'm gonna fill the air as Tyler tries it, thinks about it um what do you think it it yeah, interesting facial expressions,
0: um Fruity. It it burn on the tip of my tongue. Burn in the middle, burn all the way down. Not overpowering. Um definitely fruit on the mid and I can't put my finger on it at the end. Um, but the spice is still linger. I've taken one sip, read it red as Megan was finishing you know, talking over there and it's still burning, um, in in my esophagus. Um, and like I said, it's not overpowering.
1: No. Um, I am getting the burn you're getting. Um, definitely getting some fruit, um, probably an initial little bit of the butter and toffee, um, a malt, maybe a little bit of a maltiness, um, And I think that flavor that's lasting at the end is a bit of peat, a bit of a peaty flavor that um, comes from scotches.
0: Hmm. If that is, that's interesting because I've kind of come to associate that peaty flavor with ashtray, (laughs) personally. Um, I mean that. I don't know if that's correct or not. That's what I I have come to associate it based off the two we've had. Hopefully this Levitt changes my mind. I hope so. In a few weeks.
1: So the palate is supposed to be crisp and finely rounded with sweetness to balance an appetizing dryness, which tells me absolutely nothing.
0: Oh, that tells me. Well, yeah, I guess I would say that's pretty accurate, actually. The fruit wasn't overly sweet fruit. But it did have a tinge, like you said, the creaminess is kind of mm-hmm. sweet, yeah, so I uh, yeah, i I can see that,
1: yeah, um reading a different review, uh, it says they taste vanilla, spices, butter, honey, and copper, so um what does Flaviar say we
0: should? Yes, this taste? is a flaviar, so we got the little card here, and for everybody that we talked about them before we had the cameras. This is what they look like if you're on YouTube.
1: You just got your camera to refocus. Now you're fucking it up again.
0: (laughs) You had to say that because I had completely forgotten. All right. Let me get this camera autoed. There we go. That's what that's what it looks like. So I'm not sure if you read that from inside or
1: out. I think we've argued both ways. Yes. So I don't know.
0: I think. Uh, oh.
1: All right. Mer-
0: so. I believe. It starts. Sweet vanilla. Okay. With. Uh, it says vanilla sweetness. Sweet. Caramel. And then it's got fruit. Lemon peel tropical fruits, biscuit, and then I think if I'm reading this correctly, the finish is custard and herbs and it's a long finish. Okay. I th- I think if I I think I read that correctly. Okay. Just for it's, everybody everybody's reference again here.
1: It's definitely a long finish. Um I'm still getting a little bit of the burn um in my throat. Um my mouth still tastes a little bit like it. It's, uh, maybe it's a custard. Maybe that's what I'm tasting. It's,
0: I think the herbs are what I'm tasting on the finish.
1: It's hard to place. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm going to say it's cause we've been off doing this for yeah, a week. So now I'm lost.
0: So, and yeah, no, I would agree. Um, but I, I'm glad they said there's lemon in there because I'm not crazy. No, you're not. I'm not crazy. You got this. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, on that note, uh, like I said, we're not going to have some of the drops today. So, it's time for the Wonder Segment. Yay! And uh,
1: while
0: that's while this is going on, I just want to let... I mean, it's not like we got a ton out of this. So, I'm, I mean, I could throw that back and it'd be one shot, basically.
1: Yeah, don't do so that. So,
0: I'm going to try my hardest to sip on this, but I don't have very much to sip.
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to have a little bit better uh, luck since I'm the one doing the wondering today. Wondering, presenting the wondering something. (laughs) We're doing something today.
0: (laughs) Yep. Something.
1: (laughs) Um, It has now been officially two weeks since I did this research. So Hopefully, I remember what I meant when I wrote stuff down, because um, when I'm writing notes, I write in shorthand. I don't actually write out like the sentences and what they're supposed to be. So fun. <laughs> we're gonna see how this goes. Um, have you ever heard of Audie Leon Murphy? No. He is. World War II's most decorated soldier. He's to Hollywood for Hollywood, and he's known as the real-life Captain America. Couldn't decide on a title to use. He is a man of legend. If If he had been born, like, 200 years ago, I think he would be considered a myth. Like, he is wild. The stuff he did, and we have proof and recordings of all of it. So, strap in. You guys are about to go on a wild, wild fucking ride.
0: (laughs) I don't have a seatbelt sound effect, so.
1: That was close enough. (laughs) Audie Leon Murphy was born June 20th, 1925. He and his sister falsified his birth date to 1924 so that he could enroll in the military sooner which is why if you're looking him up, some sources will say 1924. It has been confirmed that he was actually born in 1925 in Kingston, Texas. He was the seventh of 12 children born to Emmett Barry Murphy and Josie Bell Murphy sharecroppers in Texas. His father was a fuckwad constantly in other lives. Um, before he officially deserted the family in 1940. So, you know, a real, real good dad. Yay. Fuck. yee haw <laughs> Exactly. He is an ass. Um, to help his mother take care of his 11 siblings, he dropped out of school in the fifth grade and got a job at picking cotton for $1 a day. a day equates to $19 a day in 2021 U.S. dollars. $19 a day to pick cotton for hours. Yikes. Uh, Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, that's not... My grandma had to pick cotton when she was little. For free. It wasn't fun, I'm Mm -mm. sure.
1: No, no, definitely not. Yeah.
0: Uh, that sucks.
1: He also began to hunt small game to help feed his family. And because of his hunting skills, he ended up becoming very skilled shot with a rifle. Um, he would hunt squirrels, rabbits, you know, little, little things that they could turn into stew and survive off of.
0: Make do with what you got.
1: Yeah. His mother fell really ill in 1941. Um, And she passed away when Audie was 16 from pneumonia. He was 16 years old and he watched his siblings get handed off to orphanages and relatives and just passed all over the place. After the attack on Pearl Harbor in December 1941, he went to enlist in the military, an honor to his mother's life. He wanted to do something bigger than himself. Now, remember how I said Audie's real-life Captain America? You're not a movie person, so do you know anything about Captain America?
0: Uh, yeah, he's got a shield.
1: Very helpful. All right. <laughs> Captain America was the scrawny, tiny, little sickly boy um, who wanted to enroll in the military, and no one would take him. They kept turning him away, and eventually he was accepted into an experimental super soldier program where they basically magicked his body into He-Man status.
0: Okay, sign me up.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I wish there was a magic button to do that. CRISPR. Adi was five foot five inches tall, and he weighed only 110 pounds. He first went to the Marines who laughed him out of the office. He was not only underage at 16, but he was also far too small to enlist. Next, he tried the paratroopers and the Air Force and got the same treatment. A big, fat hell no. His older sister decided to help him falsify a birth certificate so that he appeared one year older before he went and tried again, this time with the Army this is why some sources list his birthday as 1924. 10 days after his 17th birthday, he went to the army to try to enlist again. With that fake 1924 certificate, he appeared to have just turned 18. And the great U.S. military is always need a cannon fodder. So they saw this underweight baby face Texan and they were like, I, We'll take you. Join up.
0: Send him to boot camp.
1: Yep. He was sent off to Camp Walters. Basic training. They wanted Audie to be a cook. Like he was not. They didn't think he would survive on the battlefield. Like he needed to do something else for his country. And Audie Murphy refused. He wanted to fight for his country. He wanted to make his family proud he wanted to do his duty to america so the military just kind of shrugged and was like all right well i guess good luck and shipped him out in february of 1943 he was sent to north africa for extensive infantry training now during this infantry training and during his basic training. He earned his first couple badges. So he earned a marksman badge and an expert badge, one with a rifle component bar and the latter with a bayonet component bar. The bars are attached to the badge to show what weapon was used to earn said medal. I had to look that up because because I had no fucking idea what a component bar was. Like, what in the hell is that? So, basically, Badge said he was a expert with a bayonet um, and a marksman with a rifle. Pretty, pretty good uh, stats, I guess. He was assigned to the 15th Regiment, 3rd Infantry Division. And in July, his division moved to invade Sicily. He proved himself to be a skilled, brilliant soldier and quickly was promoted to the rank of corporal. Around the time of his promotion, while in the Italian mountains, Murphy contracted malaria. Oh, boy. Remember, from this point on, Audie Murphy had malaria and had the disease for the rest of the war.
0: Uh, I I don't know enough about malaria to know. I know it's bad, but I I, mean, I always kind of get that confused with cholera.
1: <laughs> um
0: they're both in the water, right?
1: And malaria, I think you contact you can contract, isn't that what um mosquitoes? I don't Why did you ask me these questions when I didn't look it up? God <sighs> damn it, Tyler. I I'm, um, I have
0: a curious nature.
1: Well, I know malaria is super bad because everywhere I was reading was like shocked that he continued to be in the military at all. And then everything he did on top of that is just not so cuckoo bizarre. A
0: quick Google search search says malaria is a disease caused by plasmodium by a plasmodium parasite transmitted by the bite of an infected mosquito. The severity uh-huh. of malaria ba- uh, varies based on the species of plasmodium. Uh, so, apparently, it's a little parasite that eats your blood cells or something like that. Okay.
1: delicious.
0: That sucks.
1: But, Audie Murphy said, fuck it. I'm a soldier. I'm a corporal. And he continued soldiering and proved his skills time and time again. While on a scouting mission, he and two of his companions were ambushed the Germans killed one soldier with a machine gun, but Murphy and the other survivor managed to retaliate and take out several German soldiers with hand grenades. In October of 1943, his company repelled an attack during the Allied assault on the Volturno Line. They killed three Germans and captured four others as prisoners. December 13th, 1943, Body Murphy was promoted to sergeant in January 1944. He was promoted to staff sergeant in late January 1944. He was promoted to platoon sergeant. And in March 2nd of 1944, Murphy and his team, Murphy and his team killed the crew of a German tank that was passing by the farmhouse. They were using as a shelter from the weather. Audie Murphy alone crawled to the tank and destroyed it using rifle grenades. This earned him his first bronze star. And it would not be his last.
0: Damn, this sounds like it came straight out of Saving Private Ryan.
1: Right? (laughs) Allies liberated Rome June 4th and Audie and his platoon stayed there throughout July. In August of 1944, the 3rd Infantry Division headed into southern France as part of Operation Dragoon. August 15th, 1944, Audie Murphy goes full on berserker mode. So, in D&D, you played a barbarian when we played together. And... Yeah. It is like, he was a barbarian, and he raged, and he rolled all Nat 20s the entire time. Like, he, it doesn't even sound real, what he's done.
0: I think, side note here, I think every time I raged in D&D, I rolled a Nat 1 every <laughs> fucking time.
1: I just choked a little.
0: <laughs> Everybody heard and saw
1: That's okay. (laughs) At least didn't actually shoot out of my nose. That's true. So Murphy's platoon was maneuvering through a vineyard and they were attacked by German soldiers. He was able to get the enemy's machine gun. He detached it from wherever it had been on their convoy. So this was a mounted machine gun that was like on a tank or whatever. And he like was able to rip that fucker off and like blah, 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 blah.
0: <laughs> oh, nope, you're going to save that and use that yes, later. I Motherfucker.
1: Am. As soon as I said it, I was like, oh no, I take it back.
0: I just I take it I, back. That's, that's almost as good as Donald Trump's gunshot. Bink. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ.
1: Don't you ever compare me to that man again.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord.
1: So he stole the enemy's machine gun and returned fire on the Germans. He killed two and wounded one. The battle turned in their favor, and the Germans appeared to surrender. Two German soldiers exited a house 100 yards away and indicated that they were surrendering. Murphy's best friend, Laddie Tipton, approached them to take them captive, and the surrendering soldiers shot and killed Laddie as soon as he got near. Mm. Adi saw red. In a grief-fueled rage, he advanced alone onto the house while actively being shot at. Despite being vastly outnumbered and outgunned, Murphy entered the house. He killed six Nazi soldiers, wounded two, and took 11 prisoner alone with malaria.
0: Uh, by my math, that's 19. Six, seven, eight. Yep, that's 19. <laughs> to count. If you're keeping score at home.
1: <laughs> this earned him his Distinguished Service Cross. He earned his first Purple Heart on September 15th. October second, he earned his first silver star after commandeering a German machine gun position.
0: So I, again I hate to interrupt and I'm gonna ask a question you don't know the answer to. What what is the difference between a silver silver star and a bronze star?
1: When's bronze and one's silver? Yay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I don't know. T V D. Yep, Google it. Three days later. On October 5th, Murphy crawled again alone, towards the enemy. He used radio to communicate with his men while being directly fired upon. His teams took the victory, or his team took the final victory and killed 15 Germans and wounded 35. For this battle, he earned a bronze oak leaf cluster for his Silver Star. On October 26th, his platoon was attacked by snipers. Murphy captured two before being hit in the hip with a gun, with a bullet. Like, he wasn't just smacked. He was shot. Shot in the hip.
0: Got it. (laughs) (laughs) I think I had it from he was hit in the hip. I don't know if anybody else did, but.
1: I just, my notes are kind of weird, okay? I
0: gotcha. He... Uh, oh, go ahead.
1: Nope. What? Yeah. No. I was just
0: gonna say the difference between uh, bronze medal. Um, so a bronze star medal is the United States Armed Forces decoration awarded to members of the United States Armed Forces for either heroic achievement, heroic service. Uh, m- Goddamn, Mer- maritime meritus oh. achievement or meritus okay. service in a combat zone. Uh, now the silver star is the third highest military combat decoration that can be awarded to a member of the armed uh, U.S. Armed Forces. Uh, it's awarded for gallantry in action um, while engaged in action against uh, an enemy of the United States, while engaged in military operations involving conflict with an opposing foreign force, or while serving with friendly foreign forces engaging in an armed conflict against an opposing armed force in which the United States is not a belligerent party. Actions that merit the Silver Star must be of such a high degree that they are above those required for all other U.S. combat decorations, but do not merit the award, um, do not merit award of that meet the Medal of Honor or a Service Cross, Distinguished Service Cross, the Navy Cross, or the Air Force Cross. So, I'm not quite sure what the difference is. Anybody that's in the military can probably... Explain that a little better. Shoot us an email.
1: Yeah. Different, from what I gather, it's just different tiers of badass. yeah. So, you said the Silver Star is below the Distinguished Service Cross,
0: right? Uh, I believe so. Hold on. Let me go back to that one. It is Medal of Honor, Distinguished Service, Navy Cross. So, it's Medal of Honor. That's the highest. You've got Distinguished Service Cross slash Navy Cross slash Air Force Cross. Yep. And then you've got Silver Star.
1: Okay. So that
0: So he's racked up two of those.
1: Oh yeah. And a bronze star. And the time he saw red, he earned a distinguished service cross when he killed six Nazis, wounded two, and took eleven prisoner. So he earned that too.
0: Impressive, sir.
1: Yes. So back to October 26th, Murphy got shot in the hip by a sniper. And because he is the craziest super soldier that has ever existed, he returned fire to the enemy sniper and hit that sniper dead between the eyes. You've been wanting to use that so bad.
0: Uh, I have. We haven't had many shooting whiskeys, so. Yay. <laughs> Yay.
1: <laughs> um, His gunshot wound kept him out of combat until January, so two months where he had to just chill out. But it wasn't all fun and games because he developed gangrene. Oh, boy. And its removal caused him to lose some of his hip mo- muscle. So he has malaria, had gangrene, gangrene removed, hip muscle gone.
0: All right. So uh, in my head, and I have a question, and this is, I'm going to give you the reasoning for asking it. In my head, I'm stacking up the, the, the things that are going well for him compared to the things that he has stacked against him. So, like, malaria is against him. Now he has lost hip muscle and hip. And uh, earlier you said he was like 5'5", five, five, 110 five, five, pounds.
1: 110 pounds.
0: When he was like, what, 16, 17-ish?
1: Mm-hmm, 17.
0: Was he just like a, does it, did it ever come up? Was he just like late hitting puberty? Did he grow? Was he like?
1: He's just a scrawny No, he's
0: just a short.
1: Short, tiny dude. Short, tiny dude his entire life.
0: Okay, so he that wasn't like. Where he hit puberty later and grew up to be like six foot, six one, nope, one seventy, nope. Oh, maybe, maybe that's why they struggled to shoot him. He was so small. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to disrespect the guy or anything. It just smaller target, smaller surface area to hit. <laughs> Advantage him.
1: Okay, I was so not expecting that. Uh, oh my god, Tyler. <laughs>
0: That's how my mind works.
1: Oh, okay. Um, you broke my brain. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy wasn't done being a badass. On January 24th, 1945, just 10 days after rejoining his platoon, the 3rd Division got hit hard by a counterattack. His legs were wounded. And this earned him another bronze oak leaf cluster. On January 26th, the Nazis hit an M-10 tank destroyer, setting it ablaze. Adi Murphy ordered his men to retreat into the woods while he remained alone at his post. He shot the Germans with his M-1 carbine and side note if you are a gun enthusiast it's carbine Mm -hmm. if you're a gamer it's carbine that's how you can tell the difference I had to look that up because I had different people tell me different things someone says no it's a carbine someone said no it's a carbine so carbine if you're into guns carbine if you're into games just so you know anyway he shot the Germans with his M1 carbine and directed artillery fire with his handy-dandy radio again. He started to run low on options, ran out of ammo. So rather than retreating or running away, Audie Murphy decided to jump into the burning tank destroyer and used its 50 caliber machine gun on the advancing Germans. He stayed in that burning tank that that burning tank destroyer for an hour and only stopped when he ran out of ammo. He killed an entire squad and wounded or killed 50 more before the ammo ran out. He is sitting in a bomb that is on fire and dude is just, just kicking That's it. That's amazing. Yeah, he is insane. Oh, and he has malaria. He's missing hip muscle and his legs have been injured
0: at this point. And he's only five, five foot ten. one and 20 pounds.
1: <laughs> I think he said five foot 10. Huh. I meant to say five foot five and 110. Yeah,
0: he's, he's five, five, 110. Let's not get it mixed up here. Yeah, no. He's I said one, you said one, and then the real one was in the middle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, he rejoined his men ignoring his leg wounds and led them onward to repel the Germans. After, he refused to leave his men again, even as his wounds retreated. This earned him the Medal of Honor.
0: He got all three.
1: He got... And then some. Yes, all three and then some. It's absolutely insane. I'll go over everything he earned in a minute. February 16th, he was promoted to first lieutenant and received the Legion of Merit for his service from January 22nd, 1944 to February 18th, 1945. He was made a liaison officer and pulled from the front lines. Basically, they had to give him a new job and force him away from the front lines to get this kid to stop putting his life on the line for everyone else.
0: And he was how old? at that point
1: let's see he was, was 1945 he would have been 20.
0: 20 damn yeah all i keep thinking about is lieutenant dan it <laughs> like how all his like that was his destiny was to die in war and i feel like that's what this guy's mo was like i'm just going to like i'm going to go out here and do what i can for my country and i'm going to die in war he was just not Dying. Yeah, he was just a better Lieutenant Dan than Lieutenant Dan was.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. Um, Audie Murphy was awarded every single medal and merit America had, plus five from France and one from Belgium.
0: Damn, even got foreign countries involved. (laughs)
1: Yes, which means he earned a total of. Thirty-three medals slash awards.
0: Yeah, let 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 let's take one of those and just rename it the Audie Murphy Award.
1: <laughs> I was going to list every single award he won here, but that seemed a little obnoxious. So, basically, if it was a U.S. military award, Murphy earned it, and all of them, many more than once. That That's really all you need to know. Damn. When the war ended in May of 1945, Audie Leon Murphy wasn't even 21 years old.
0: What do you do for the rest of your life?
1: Oh, you want to know? Yeah. I'm going to tell you what he did. Nice. He returned stateside as a hero and was featured on the cover of Life magazine in the July 16th, 1945 issue. Actor and producer saw this article and photo and encouraged Murphy to come to Hollywood. And because I did this two weeks ago and I thought I would know, I didn't write down what actor-producer told him to come to Hollywood. And it looks like I didn't fucking write it down. So, um... <gasps> A really big actor saw the article about him and contact Murphy and was like, dude, you gotta come to Hollywood and um, you've got to come here and be a star.
0: Be a star, bro.
1: His acting career lasted until 1969, over the course of which he starred in 40 feature films and one television show.
0: Anything I would have heard of.
1: Yes, we'll get there in a minute.
0: Oh, God. This man lived the life. In
1: 1949, he collabed with Hollywood writer David McClure for his memoir, To Hell and Back. Universal Studios signed him a seven-year contract for $2,500 a week, which is $27,000 today. $27,000 a week. Sure as hell beats that $19 a day he was getting picking cotton.
0: Yeah, it does. <laughs> but that's surprisingly low. I mean, if you think about it, there's 52 weeks in a year, 27, you know, you're, you're 150 grand roughly.
1: How did you get that number?
0: 52 weeks in a year. Uh-huh. times 27. So I rounded that up to 3, 3 grand. 27,000. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 1.5 mil.
1: Yeah, there you go. Mr. Zero. <laughs> 27,000.
0: I don't math.
1: You don't listen. So some of his films, and these are just the films I know I've personally seen and I personally recognized, include The Kid from Texas in 1950. Sierra in 1950, The Red Badge of Courage in 1955, or that, 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 in 1951. The Red Badge of Courage in 1951. MGM movies were the producers of that, and he was loaned from Universal to MGM to be able to do The Red Badge of Courage. Gunsmoke in 1953, The Unforgiven, in 1960 and so many more so the ones for sure that i think you would know would be the unforgiven like that's old school western it's insanely popular they've remade it remade it now i've
0: heard of it from the remakes but i've never seen the original oh wow i've never seen any of them um i've heard of Gunsmoke, but i've never watched it
1: well they're You're not a movie buff. But anyway, Mm -hmm. those are some of his movies. Okay. He did 40 of them. So, you know.
0: What a life.
1: Yeah. He became one of the top Western actors of the day. He was right there next to um, the Duke, John Wayne. In 1955, Jesse Hibbs. A director wanted to turn Audie's memoir to Helen back into a movie. Murphy was reluctant, especially to play himself, but eventually agreed on the condition that they remove and tone down parts for fear of people thinking him embellishing for fame and fortune, because his actual life wouldn't be believable. For a Hollywood audience.
0: Damn.
1: Yep. So originally they were like, hey, let's make your book a movie, and he was like, No, 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 no. That's a bad idea. Like, well, we're gonna make it a movie and you're gonna star in it as yourself. No, 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 no. I don't like that. What will it take it take us to do to make this a movie? We have to cut a lot of shit out. (laughs) That's crazy. To Helen Back was a smash hit and remained Universal Studios' top-grossing movie for 20 years. Dang it lost it. its place in 1975 to Jaws. It took a giant, man-eating shark to knock Audie Murphy down.
0: I'm wishing I had saved you. I'm going to... Sound effect right now for Jaws, but...
1: Oh, you have too many of my sound effects as it is. That's not fair. So, he is a war hero. He is an A-list actor. But that's not enough for Audie Murphy.
0: I don't know if my heart can take anything else.
1: (laughs) He also became a successful country music songwriter. His arguably most popular song was "When." The wind. When the wind blows in Chicago. And it was recorded by Dean Martin.
0: Damn.
1: Yep. Audie Murphy suffered greatly from battle fatigue, now known as post-traumatic stress disorder. He had depression, insomnia, headaches, and nightmares. And in the mid-1960s, he became addicted to doctor-prescribed sleeping pills, Placidil. He recognized he had a problem and chose to battle it himself. Rather than go to rehab, he locked himself in a motel room for a week and quit the pills told to cold turkey. He dealt with withdrawal symptoms and didn't leave the motel until he was sure that the pills no longer had a hold of him. What might be most impressive of Audie Murphy is his advocacy about mental health, for mental health. Murphy broke the taboo about discussing war-related mental problems. In an effort to help Korean and Vietnam vets, he spoke publicly and candidly about his own struggle with PTSD. He called for the government to study the mental and emotional impact of war, and to make sure veterans had health care to help address PTSD and other mental illnesses. On Memorial Weekend, May 28th, in 1971, Audie Murphy was on a business trip to Roanoke, Virginia. The private plane was flying in fog and rain and tragically crashed into the side of a mountain. There were no survivors. Oof. He was 45 years old. Audie Leon Murphy's body was found on May 31st, 1971. Memorial Day. Damn. And that is the story of the real life Captain America, Audie Leon Murphy.
0: Sounds like, sounds like freaking Wolverine. Like, (laughs) you see, ever seen Wolverine origin where they're like fighting in the Revolutionary War? And you know that that's what it reminds me of, yep, that and Lieutenant Dan <laughs> that's crazy,
1: yeah, absolutely bananas,
0: um uh, so I finished, we're gonna hold off, uh, but I did finish my whiskey, I don't know if you did I did not, okay, so to give you a little bit of time to get some sipping in one thing one good thing that's come out of uh. Out of this week of um, pain, pain, well, nothingness, really, is I am way ahead on Trivia with Tyler. I have found some awesome trivia facts for about the next three or four weeks. All right. So we're going to start with Trivia with Tyler. Trivia with Tyler. Um, so have you ever heard Marilyn Monroe, like you ever heard her? Speak? Yeah. Okay. Uh. So her signature breathy speaking voice mm-hmm. was actually a tactic that she used to overcome a childhood stutter. A speech therapist reportedly trained her to adopt the throaty style and it ended up becoming one of her standout traits as an actress and a singer. I Also, side note, uh, while researching that, Found out that, uh, have you ever seen where she sings happy birthday to JFK?
1: Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of when you're talking about her throaty voice. Yeah. And I almost wanted to mimic it, but then I remembered you recording this and I was like, mm, better not. <laughs> you're
0: learning, damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, apparently that dress, she literally had to be sewn into that dress.
1: Holy guacamole.
0: Yeah, so that's a little baby nugget for you. <laughs> along with the full size wow but
1: Marilyn Monroe is, would also be a very interesting topic at one one point
0: oh that whole 27 club would be an interesting topic
1: yes yes it would
0: all right
1: mail time
0: so Megan's looking at me confused
1: nope I remembered I'm dumb don't okay. worry about it
0: did I forget something? No. Okay. All right. So, we are going to start mail time today. So, we have two weeks worth of mail to catch up on. And we got our second mail um, from someone that... From a
1: stranger. Yeah,
0: from a stranger. Yay! And our first criticism.
1: Yes. So, hey, thank you for um, criticizing us.
0: Well, our first real criticism, I guess. Well, yeah. Um. So... You blue dash thread on reddit said thank you for sharing whiskey and wonder good chemistry between the two hosts i'm impressed with the multi-platform setup including youtube and patreon so cool i listened in to about 12 minutes until the dog disturbed the host's concentration and also this listener's concentration my advice is to go back in and edit anything out or i'm sorry my advice is to go back in Ah, uh, there's a miss th- misspelling, and edit out everything you know ought to be edited out. But most importantly, keep doing what you're doing. Twenty three episodes is a lot of episodes. Congrats on that. So, thank you, Blue. Yes. You Blue Dash Thread. We appreciate the feedback and the uh listen. So, as for the dogs, we have gotten responses both ways on those yes uh typically we try to have one dog in here so that they're not playing and fighting and arguing yes um you know it just slipped our mind uh, that week so
1: yeah we just happened to have them both in here and they acted like fools
0: yeah and And remembered
1: why we separate them
0: yeah and as for editing it out it i just don't have time to edit yeah that much i could probably cut big things out like that but the dogs are kind of part of the show yeah and we've actually gotten complaints about people are like, I can't hear the dogs playing in the background. It's not the same anymore as <laughs> we they got were. got better mics. Yeah. Yeah. As it was when we first started and kept both dogs in the room. Um, So we're, that's just one. We're going to have to play by ear and yep. see over time what people like. So let us yep. know, should we keep the both dogs in here? Should we keep one? Uh, should we, put them both in the other room so they can play <laughs> together and destroy my house. <laughs> I'm I, not
1: responsible for anything destroyed.
0: I feel like that's going to be the overwhelming option that people choose. Probably. Um. So again, thank you. You blue thread, blue dash thread. We appreciate you listening and giving us some feedback and the next couple. I'm going to read the first one. Well, I guess I'm going to have to read them all. Uh, Cause I don't think Megan's got, I do well, not. Yeah. She doesn't have. So, Okay. The first one's long and the first one is I, Megan did not see this email. um, And I mentioned earlier, we tried to record the Friday before my appendix failed me. Um, And so I brought this up and read this to her prior to that. And she was like, oh, I forgot all about this and did not know that this was going to be in mail time until I told her. So
1: buckle in for my first ever experience being drunk.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, the name is Dad Bill. Aka, Hi, Dad Bill. A.K.A. Friend Megan's Dad Bill. <laughs> I'm just going to throw, throw it all out there. Hi, Dad. So, hello, Mr. Megan's Dad. Um, dear Tyler and Megan. Okay. I get it, as it's now time for the bus mow down. I don't know what the fuck I don't means. know what that means either. Yep.
1: Dad, can you please explain <laughs> what that is?
0: <laughs> All right. So this is where it really starts. About 22 years ago, Megan and I went on a little vacation to New Mexico in southwestern Colorado. Megan, do you remember Carlsbad Caverns?
1: I do. And that's another funny story of how I conned you out of $100.
0: And he literally says, that is another story. <laughs> well, we had the idea... To go on to the Durango Silverton narrow gauge railroad for a day trip through the wilderness. The train goes through the Rockies from Durango to Silverton and back. I recommend it to everyone who comes to Colorado that they do this trip. It's one of the most beautiful and majestic trips ever. There are no roads and only a hotel between the two. People backpack from the train, pick it up to get back to civilization. Warning you must be experienced at backcountry hiking have the correct gear, and be in great shape to attempt this. It's no joke and can be very dangerous to go into the backcountry. Yes. Now, back to the story. I actively partook in booze back then, probably a bit more than I should, but it's an important part of the story. I was drinking Baileys and coffee as a morning drink. The bar car was three or four cars away, and after my second trip up to get refilled, I asked the bartender to make the biggest one he could. He came up with a cup about the size of a large Starbucks cup. I asked him to add four or more shots in it, took a taste, and then had him add some more. When it was strong enough, I went back to Megan. By the time I got back to her, I had to pee really bad. The bathroom car was about three cars behind me, so I asked Megan to hold my coffee as the train bobbles from side to side. When I got back, Megan has this shit-eating grin on her face. Oh, I hope you guys can see her on the laughing right now. I think the camera. Yeah, she's in frame. I had it minimized on my thing. All right. So.
1: I'm so red.
0: (laughs) uh, When I got back, back, Megan has a shit eating grin on her face. She hands it back to me and says, this is the best coffee I've ever had. Remember, she's a little person and it's three quarters gone. (laughs) On realizing she drank almost all of my very large drink, I panicked. She started getting drunk, and I made her promise she would tell no one, especially her mother, as we (laughs) were divorced and our relationship was strained at that time. She was slurring her words by the time she asked me if this was what drunk feels like. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, we were having a great time with her experiencing her first full-on buzz. Talking, laughing, sightseeing. And then she said she had to pee. Not thinking, I said, okay, the bathroom's that way to the other car. She stood up, started weaving, and was still having trouble with her speech. I told her she had to stand straight up, not weave, and walk (laughs) in a straight line. As my little girl walked, she held on to every seat back, both coming and going. I was so worried someone was going to figure out what she was... uh, No, I was so worried that someone would figure out that she was just not right. I had visions of me going to jail, her being taken by child services, and the hell I would pay. By the time we got to Silverton, she she had sobered up and we had a great time there. On the trip back to Durango, she slept the whole way. (laughs) So now I feel a lot better since this is off my chest, and I hope the statute of limitations has expired. (laughs) Love, Papa Cross.
1: Oh, man.
0: I just want to say that story made my day when it came through the email and I read it. It made my day a second time when I read it to Megan on Friday when we tried to record it and she hadn't seen it. And didn't know it was going to be. Obviously, I'm going to read that. And thirdly, just now reading it live. (laughs) (laughs) It has made my day three separate days. Please send more embarrassing Megan stories.
1: I mean, that Bailey's is a good first drink to get drunk on. Not bad. I,
0: I've never had Bailey's.
1: Never. Had, you don't like coffee. Mm. Um.
0: Lame. So after Megan's dad comes, friend Shelby. So Shelby sends a message saying, "Yo, yo, yo, dork." <laughs> Looking for a Canadian whiskey, I heard. Give my families a go-to a uh, give my families go to a chance. Crown royal on the rocks is preferred, or a hot toddy. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I can look Assuming it up.
1: Assuming it's a mixed I drink. I think
0: it's some kind of mixed drink, yeah. Um, I vaguely remember my grandma telling me her family moved to California due to the Dust Bowl. Anywho, I thought that was interesting. I heart you guys. Love Shelbs. (laughs) It it says kissy sounds, but I felt the need to try to mimic that last noise I made in the last episode. And Shelby, thanks for getting in contact with us. As always, I've seen you a ton this week because Shelby has been the absolute best person and helped me through the struggle that has been the last week.
1: Shelby is a literal angel.
0: Yep. She pretty She's much took care amazing. of me. Amazing.
1: So everyone needs a friend like Shelby. I have, we are blessed to have her as our friend.
0: We are indeed. Um, our last uh, message. I think it's our last, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Our last message comes from Megan's mom. You can see a pattern here. <laughs> Unfortunately, this one's not quite as funny. But it is really interesting to me. So, hello, Megan and Tyler. Megan, I sent you a book about the High Plains a while ago that has Granddad and Uncle Chick,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Granddad and Uncle Chick in it. I I loaned I loaned Aunt Fro. Yep. I thought it was Flo for a minute.
1: <laughs> no, Aunt Fro.
0: <laughs> I it's Greek. I loaned Aunt Fro my copy, so I can't tell you if it mentions the Dust Bowl or not. Hopefully, you can check it out. All of the family but your grandma remained in Nebraska or Kansas. My cousin Larry still farms Uncle Chick's original farm. It's near Goodland, Kansas. I hope this will help you with some of your questions. The Wizard of Oz Museum is in Kansas. Something for you to to think about if you do a road trip. Also, you could drive through Kansas at night and it would look like any other state. Uh, Stars would be fabulous, Tyler. Uh, Thanks for telling us to go to the sponsors uh, to find the Amazon link. I hope my shopping will help the podcast. Hope you're having a great week. Look forward to the next episode. Sincerely, Mama Leona. Uh, And this looks like it came through on February 26th, which would be Friday. Last Friday the day before my appendix failed me. So my week sucked. <laughs> Actually, I got three days off work. So what am I complaining about? Um, yeah. Thank you for that email. That's awesome. I, yeah. I really find it interesting hearing about your family because that's two people now that have come forward who are from out West and said, yeah, my family relocated because of the dust bowl. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's fascinating. My family's just been around here for generations. That's right. Yeah. Exciting. Um, and on that note, I think that's pretty much it for uh, mail time today. So. Final thoughts. Well, I finished mine a long time ago and I forgot my thoughts already. <laughs> Um, hopeful yes um I definitely uh I smelt it more as you were going and teaching about um damn I'm terrible why can't I remember his name it's because I'm thinking of Chesty Puller (laughs) and it is not Chesty Puller
1: Audie Murphy Audie
0: Murphy Chesty Puller's another war hero um I definitely smelt vanilla um you know while you were teaching. I also drank it a couple different ways, and for me personally, if I just threw it back was better than if I sipped it. Um, if I sipped it, it lingered way too long for my taste um, and it burnt the burn depending on if i was able to let it kind of cascade over the back of my mouth or if i like it hit the top of the back of my mouth if it hit the top it burned if it just cascaded it was a very low dull burn and so uh for me i'm not a huge fan of the spice I'm not a huge fan of too much burn uh, I think it's safe for me to say that at this point. 24 episodes in. So, By the way, this is episode 24. I don't think we said that at the beginning. I don't think so. Um, so yeah, that uh, flavor-wise it was good. Just too too much burn, too long of, of a finish for me.
1: Um, I think I would agree for the most part with you. I really did like the flavor. I wish I could tone down the burn just a little bit. Um, but it is a very sweet whiskey, very, um, creamy and toffee-y, um, and just there I finished it off by shooting it, and it definitely was a lot more pleasant to shoot, so I'm thinking we might have a shooter.
0: Uh, uh. Just a little behind the scenes here. I have so many sound effects now that I have 16 pads and each one is assigned a sound effect. Um, But I have uh, like eight banks. So 16 times eight different sounds. I just have to change banks. So that one sound effect, since we don't use it very much, is in a different bank. So I had to figure out how to swap banks without reaching over for my mouse. (laughs) So definitely a shooter. Um, yep. the flavor's good the burn's just overpowering if you sip it for, for yeah. me and apparently you as well
1: yeah I like I like shooting it I could shoot it a lot I think it's not bad
0: Um, so where are you going with the number on this one or do you want me to go first
1: mm, you go first this time
0: okay I'm gonna put it at a solid five right down the middle
1: okay alright I was leaning towards a six okay So, slightly above the middle. So, yeah, I'll say six.
0: Six. Five. It's all the same. It's It's not all the
1: middle of the road.
0: Yep. Uh, Like I said, flavor was good. Burn. Too long. Just too long.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: Um, I reckon on that note, check us out, whiskeyandwonder.com. Check us out on YouTube, whiskey and wonder, Instagram, at whiskeypodcast. Get your glasses. Email us. Nobody's emailing us. Everybody's telling us in person.
1: We need your email. I,
0: yeah, I need you to email it. We got a spreadsheet.
1: Yeah, we have to put you in the spreadsheet. We got please. to make it work. Email us.
0: Um, so, um, yeah.
1: And more than that, email us with your stories and everything. So it can be more than my mom and dad and Shelby talking to us. But, yeah. I mean, we love mom and dad and Shelby, but yeah, we would like some of you to email us. We know you're out there. We see how many lessons oh, we're getting. And
0: by the way, let me touch on this for a minute. We're, we're sitting at an hour and 17 minutes. We're trying to keep these between an hour, and 15 and an hour and a half here. So I won't take too much longer. We are over halfway To me shaving my beard off we're sitting at twelve hundred and sixty two listens at the moment uh and remember we have to get oh i'm sorry i refreshed twelve hundred and sixty four listens we have to (laughs) get to uh twenty five hundred and twenty five hundred listens and i will uh, shave everything but a mustache slash fu manchu off which I'm kind of getting tired of this thing anyway. So
1: let's get it there guys.
0: It's going to be just in time for summer. (laughs) So great. I'll be a creeper all summer. Yay. But all right. I reckon on that note, check the, uh, check the show notes Mm -hmm. for uh, where you can find us, where you can donate. Uh, If you have a drinking problem where you can reach out and
1: other than that, Don't drink and drive. Cheers. (laughs) And like...